Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, June 2nd, and we are going to have a high of 22 degrees here in the Edmonton region today. Beautiful sunny day. That's amazing. That's mm -hmm. amazing. Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live on the Podbean app as we do every morning. Uh, download the Podbean app, look up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show and join in live and you can join in on the chat. Uh, there's also a call-in button. Um, Click the call-in button and you can ask any questions related to real estate investing for free. Um, this is another one of those mornings where um, we're extremely tired. At least I am. I'm, and I'm I good. don't even remember if I said the dates, like Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Did I even say it? I don't know. It's been bad this week. It's been really <laughs> bad. Um, yeah, getting started with the show, it's just like, oh, crap, did I say Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time? Well, maybe you did, I did now. Maybe I didn't. Now I did. Now I did. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't say for certain why we're so tired this week. I'm not like tired, tired, but just like, you know what I think? I think this week's just been such a busy week that I don't know, maybe my, maybe I'm just a little, um, uh, what's, 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 the, what's the word? What's the term? Oh, I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> what's that word again? Yeah. Oh yeah. Tired. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, also, Hey, um, Quick question for you guys. Uh, let us know how the sound is today. We we um, we changed some things around with our uh, audio equipment. So uh, let us know if the the sound is um, is quieter today, or if it's um, if you can't hear us. Just just be honest, okay? I'm just curious because we changed a couple things around. Um, if one person's louder than the other, you know, I, I suppose we can. I suppose we can you know figure this stuff out on our own, but you know. While we're live, I want to make sure that. Oh, did I say it's Tuesday? People are laughing at me in the chat. Wow. <laughs> um, Gabby is louder. Oh, okay. Um, no, somebody said I was quieter. I think. Um, I apologize, you guys. Today's Thursday, June second, and um, see, see what I mean. No, okay. So we were like about to hit start on the show, and and Reggie, our dog, started barking, and I was like shoot i didn't let him out to poop wayne's like run <laughs> so i ran upstairs i let him out i came flying back down and he's like he's like the music's playing and i hadn't written down like what day it was or anything so if you heard my hesitation i'm like today is and then oh. i just saw the t and i said tuesday and it was yeah it was uh, uh gotcha crap shoot gotcha <laughs> um yeah i'm just trying to see if i'm being heard okay just trying different things out I don't notice the difference. Sounds good to me. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Um, uh, yeah. So what the hell's going on, Gabby? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Apparently it's it's Thursday. It's not Tuesday. And um, we're here. <laughs> um, yeah, today is probably going to be... Yesterday was a productive day. Oh, yesterday was a task day. A task day is the kind of day where you just got a very long list of things to do and just to check off, which is... Um, yeah. Um, Not your jam. I don't know. I was just, okay, I was just trying to make a Russian joke there with the Chekhov thing. Um, it, didn't, it didn't, see, See, I'm not at my best. Why would I even try? Why would I even try to make a joke, even a, sh a crappy dad joke, um, if I'm not at my best? I don't even know why I'm trying. Don't even know why. People. You know what I noticed, Wayne? <clears throat> What's that? You have a story. Pardon? You have a story. <laughs> That you tell yourself and that you believe. What? Okay. That you can't do tasks. Oh, don't start. Don't, don't. You don't, do. Don't give, don't give me but my it's own like, medicine. I know, but it's like, you know, we hear the same people tell themselves the same things Fuck. over and over again. And it's like very evident and clear that they have a problem with the story that they're telling themselves. Oh. And I just realized that you have a really bad story about tasks and that it like ruins you when you have to do them. Okay. <clears throat> that's fair. That's fair. Gab, 
Um, that's, that's, that's totally fair. Um, now you're fucking with me because we're live and you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm, I, I have a filter now, uh, you also know that I have done an extensive amount of research into myself, um, to know my, myself better than anybody. Well, obviously I know myself better than anybody, but like to, to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm at peak performance at all times. Now that is a fair point though. Um, I could just change my wording. You know, mm-hmm. I can just say that, you know, I, I'm an unstoppable monster <laughs> and, uh, Tony Robbins yourself. No, uh, no task can hold me down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to remind you, Gabby, about how I tried to vacuum yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do, okay. Do you retract your comment? No. <laughs> okay. I also want to remind you that I tried to help you cook chicken the other night. Yeah. How much Wayne's of a been disaster was that. <laughs> Wayne's been trying to be a little bit more helpful around the house, which has been wonderful. I woke up to a clean kitchen this morning, and it was like pretty cool. And uh, yeah, he's like, he's like, when's the cleaner coming again? And we had to cancel uh, last week, uh, last week or the week before, last week, last week um, just because um, I was just getting better from being sick, and then Everly was sick, so I didn't want to have like sick germs in the house and then have somebody in our house. Um, and then so we canceled her, and then so it's every two weeks. So Wayne's like, "Is the cleaner coming this week?" And I'm like, "No, not until next week." And he's like, "Oh, it's like, okay, I'm gonna vacuum this rug." And so he like goes into the closet and pulls out this vacuum and he's like, does this work? And I'm like, yeah, uh, hasn't been used in a, a really long time, but it works. And I look in like the little filter thing and it's like, hasn't been cleaned. And I'm like, it needs to be cleaned out. And he's like, oh, okay. So he's like trying to press all these buttons to un- to like open it up and he can't figure it out. And I'm like, and bring it over here. And I pull the one thing off and then he like flips the vacuum over and is trying to pull this other piece out. And it's like, snap. I'm like, did you just break the vacuum? He's like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> so he cleans it out. He spends like 10 minutes just trying to open all these chambers and pull all the like dust and fluff out and stuff. It's like cursing and like he gets it all, he gets it all cleaned out and then he goes and puts it all back together and he looks down and he's like, I did snap it. He snapped like the neck right where like the the floor piece connects to the hose and and like the vacuum's toast. So he like went through this whole process of like getting the, deciding that he's going to help out, that he's going to vacuum the rug, to going and getting the vacuum, to realizing it needs to be cleaned out, to trying to figure out how it's open, spending 10 minutes cleaning it. And then, yeah, it's broken. It's like every <laughs> single time I do something, anything, any, any type of task. <clears throat> Great example. Whenever I'm doing renovations, I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to go down. You know what? We don't have time. I'm going to go down. I'm going to fix that. Okay. I'm going to go take care of that. Every single time I cut my hand. You do. Every single time. <laughs> I cannot do one simple task yeah. without hurting myself. And it's not to say that I'm, I'm like, I know how to do everything. Just, I don't know. I just cannot get through things without breaking them or, uh, or cutting my hand. I'm, I, or I, spilling chicken juice all over the kitchen. Just chicken juice <laughs> everywhere. Just an absolute disaster. Mm. And it's not like, it's not like I'm not qualified for any of this. It's just like, I just. Whenever I do it, it just not, does not go well. And this is not like, it's not like when you're like loading the dishwasher and you load it improperly so that you never have to do it again. Okay. This, like if I loaded the dishwasher, I'd probably bust the dishwasher. It's just unbelievable. Can't understand it. So will you retract your comment? No. God damn it. <laughs> I will not. God damn it. Yesterday's list was very long. A lot of this stuff had to do with the flip tour this, this Saturday. Um, we got the final numbers in to our vendors. So that was great. Yeah. Um, a couple coaching calls yesterday. Um, yeah, just a bunch of planning and stuff too. Like we got, you know, like all these new flip projects starting at the exact same time, which is like, I wish they would have been staggered <coughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I know you were dealing with one of the projects and just like, things not going right and people not delivering things and not having invoices and whatnot. So it's just like a bunch of just random stuff. Um, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like it was just a pretty busy day for like a ta- task days are just like, they're just not where I thrive. It's not where I thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I try and outsource tasks as much as possible. Not just to Gabby, just, <clears throat> just, just anyone who's willing to take it. Um, <laughs> I hand them out on the street. But the days where I can just sit and, and you know, and think or, or the days that I can drive, those are the days that, like, that's where the true growth is. There's no growth in, in task days. Okay. There's no growth there. There's no great ideas. And if you did have a great idea, what you'll probably end up doing is you'll write it at the bottom of that task list and you'll say, I'll get to it later. You know yeah, I mean? but... Um... at the same time a lot of people don't have like a lot of people are trying to do this on their own they don't have a partner like you know like i'm better at tasks you're better at planning that sort of thing a lot of people don't have that and um i haven't talked about this in a long time but it ties into like the the masculine and feminine um energy and the masculine energy is the the tasks the like getting shit done like that sort of thing and the feminine energy is really the like artistic side the dreaming the like all that kind of stuff so sometimes you call me feminine we all have masculine and feminine i'm my my natural state is very masculine are you challenging my masculinity no it has nothing to do with masculinity that's different i'm just kidding i'm kidding i'm sorry <laughs> talking about energy and um and so a lot of the times people need to it's actually it's it's a lot more lovely to be in the feminine energy for all people men and women but a lot of the times you need to people need to schedule masculine so that they can be in their feminine so like getting tasks done so that they're out of your head you don't need to think about them and you can plan and dream and do those things and it's also like so like you could look at that for work as like getting the tasks done so that then they're out of your head and you can work on you know growing and building and dreaming of the business or you could look at it on a different level if this speaks differently to you where your house is a disaster and like you're just in a bad mood and like you can't relax you can't you can't like you're just uptight about everything so you need to stop and be like okay I need to set aside the time to clean the house or to fold the laundry or whatever it is that's pissing you off that's a disaster in your house set that time aside clean it and then do you notice like that big sigh that you take at the end when you're like oh my god this feels so good Mm -hmm then you sink into your feminine and feminine energy. So I think a lot of the times, if you don't have a support, if you don't have somebody to hand tasks off to um, in your business, or if you can't hire a cleaner to clean your house to make you feel better, then you need to schedule that time so that you can do the things that you'd rather spend your time on. Makes total sense. Makes total sense. Um, I'm glad you did a bunch of research on that. Because, um, but I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, okay, so Jeremy, fine. Okay, Jer- Jeremy, like we're just trying to have a conversation here. And Jeremy's in the chat and he's like, when is the top fan contest? <laughs> okay, fine. We got the names in the buckets. We got it all figured out yesterday. What an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was super embarrassing. Sorry about the that yesterday. We... Um, I got ready to do the top fan draw, but I didn't have the names with me um, because they weren't right in front of me. I had to go and I had to search them afterwards. So I wasn't going to do that on the live show and making an ass of myself. So we got all the names here for the top five people. First place is getting uh, five ballots. Second place is getting four ballots. Third place is getting three ballots. Fourth place is getting two ballots. Fifth place is getting one ballot. I finally got it. (laughs) Woo. Woo. (laughs) Feel good now. You know what? That just warmed me up. It's almost like a, it was almost like a, like a, a breathing and a, and, a, and a singing exercise. You know what I mean? At the same Do time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So we got a drum roll effect coming up here too. I'm all ready for that. Um, okay. You got all the names there in the bucket? I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What do we got? Kirsten. What? <laughs> What? Are you kidding? Did you say Kirsten? Is she here? Is Kirsten here? She better be here. She's not winning. <laughs> we take it back. Oh, she's got to be here. She's usually here. Oh, man. Is she not here? 
Okay, everybody, what I want you to do right now, if you're listening live, I want you to share the show and I want you to tag Kirsten and say, you won, but someone else took got your place. <laughs> okay, so everyone click the share button right now, tag Kirsten, um, and say, it's time to get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> awesome. Oh, okay. Congratulations, Kirsten. We'll reach out to you. We'll have our people call your people. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> Francis here was like, uh, let's not add any more tasks for Wayne. Just make Francis the top fan and let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> did she say that? Yeah, she did. That's good. It's really good. Next <laughs> month, Francis. Next month. Yeah, you got this. Um, and that says it could be so easy to get lost in the tasks. It feels like the list is never ending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Annette. Annette gets it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and that's literally moving. She's got a flip. She's got a burr. She's got like four vacant suites and she's growing a child inside her. <laughs> so, yeah. She's got a list. <laughs> oh, and she's like finishing up her job before she moves and all that stress too. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't mean to like, you know, uh, totally just share your whole life there on the on, <laughs> live in front of the whole world but i want everyone to know that you're working really hard and that you deserve the credit oh kirsten just joined. oh look who decides <laughs> to wake up oh my gosh unbelievable congrats kirsten you are the top fan of may yes <laughs> you uh, won two free coaching calls with mr hillier yes yes may this May these may these coaching calls provide you bring you prosperity. May I was trying to make a May joke. May's yeah. over, and my wit <laughs> is in the toilet. <clears throat> uh, yes, two free coaching calls. Um, it is June, Chris. I'm not mixing up months now, but she was the top fan of May. Yes, yes, <laughs> um, yes. So we'll get those two free coaching calls all booked up. Um, I, I, I'm trying to remember if I have Kirsten's email. Email us, Kirsten. Yeah, email Info us. Info at com. Wow, you really made it like really dramatic there. Dot com. I was looking for some guidance if, oh, I, was stuck, look, if I, I was on it. You should, you should read um, movie commercials. <laughs> Dot com. <clears throat> yes and if anyone else is interested in uh, getting one-off coaching calls we do, i do have one-off like on-demand coaching calls um don't advertise them all that much um there's people that regularly book, book them just whenever they have a question and they want to speak one-on-one -on -one. but even when they do i say come on like seriously just join in on the morning show and get your question answered there um but some people they don't want to ask their question in front of everyone else okay whatever um that's that's it's your limitations. Um, sorry. Uh, but yeah, if you do need a one-on-one -on -one conversation or like you want to have a strategy call for one hour just on one topic, um, you can definitely uh, just, again, email us at info at com, or, you know, go to my Instagram link tree. My, my Calendly app is in there. You can book a coaching call like literally today. Um, the, You've been getting a surge of random I don't know who coaching found calls. It. I don't know where they found it. Yeah, I have been getting a surge <laughs> of coaching calls. Again, like I'm, I, I try and be as honest and and fair as possible. Um, I'm not going to charge someone something when they can get it for free every morning. There's a reason why we do this morning show. Is so that yeah, we, there's value though in that one-on-one -on -one conversation and like true. diving deep into your own <clears throat> stuff and just like having you for a full hour. It's just this there's there's too many there's too many of these quote unquote coaches out there now. It's like the second anyone gets three doors, suddenly they're a fucking real estate investing coach. It drives me bonkers. And I know that people's inboxes are getting littered with people saying, yeah. hey, could you want to talk about cold, your portfolio? Cold messaging. Oh, it's the most annoying. It's turned into I don't know a if that's what you call it. But... <laughs> it's terrible. It's like they have, they literally are hiring sales reps to sell you coaching programs. And I know because they're coming into my DMs too. Yeah. And there's at least five companies that are relentless. Yeah. And they, you know, they give you away some, you know, 
stupid gimmicky formula or calculator, download this free calculator to get your your wealth, you know, calculation, you know, how much, whatever the fuck. I don't know. But when I don't respond, like, don't message me again. (laughs) I I didn't respond for a reason. It's not them. They're hiring, they're hiring it out to be. No, in some cases it is them. Oh, whatever it is. (laughs) But like, it's, 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 it's absolutely terrible because like, I don't know. It's, it's not the right way to do it. You know, this, this community used to be, used to be supportive mm-hmm. you know it still is yeah. like i know everybody here is supportive to each other I, I i know that and and the people that we surround ourselves with are just like everyone's just so amazing at the, the meetups that we have and on the morning show and in our real estate investing masters group um everyone's been amazing and 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 i don't know like i just remember back to the days when we were more live in person and everything wasn't online Ever since the pandemic, there have been a surge of coaching programs coming out. Yeah, um, ours included, but yeah. but you know, we're an open book. You know us well enough to know that the how we stand or where we stand and and, and the value that we're trying to provide, and we're very transparent on it. Um, but with the surge, everyone's turned it into like a like a a sales funnel. Everything's a sales funnel. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, I checked out this new freaking gimmick that I downloaded and, and and now they're emailing me every day and they're DMing me in my in my inbox and stuff like that. And anyway, so I'm just trying to say in a long winded way. It's it's very frustrating for me because I see so many people getting suckered in by some really good sales con man. Um you know to to join this program. They think that they're gonna get these results and they don't. Um yeah. So we have a free platform right here. Yeah. Okay. Daily um, I would answer everyone's DMs, but it's just, I only have so much bandwidth and, and my task list is so freaking long that I just don't have the time to do both. Mm-hmm. So that's why I implore everyone to just join in live every morning and get your questions answered here. We do it for free. Yeah. And at the same time, we also share our stories about what's going on. We do have questions in the, in the, in the comments there about foreclosures. We're going to get to those shortly. We just want, I just also just want to have a chat at the same time as well and make sure that, you know, there's there's some good flow on the show and not just literally a Q&A the whole time. We're, we're, we're trying to balance that out. I was struggling with it yesterday. Yeah. But please join in every morning. Get your questions answered. Ask questions. Don't be shy. Yeah. And if you need a coaching call for one-on-one, you can book the coaching call for one-on-one. Now, the mentorship program that we have is available. I talked about this on the at the cabinetry this past weekend. Actually. Um, and I was like... I struggle with this because, you know, I feel like the right people, anyone who needs mentorship, they, they do need to know, right? You do need to advertise it a little bit. We don't advertise it much in the podcast, but like people need to know that there is a program out there and that it's fucking amazing. Like, like I, I structured it myself. I built it so that it's, it's, it's extremely valuable. So it is amazing. Um, but we had a discussion about it because we were trying to like, we were trying to, we were talking about like the what the cabinetry is all about mm-hmm. and the things that are learned. Um, I think I was having a, a conversation with, I think it was Courtney and Jessica. And we were trying to talk about like, how, how, how do you, how do you, how do you share this with someone through social media? How do you, when someone asks like, what's the cabinetry or what's the mentorship program all about? Like, how do you share this experience? Mm-hmm. And, and we just came to terms like, it, it's not, it's not something that you can really explain. It's, and if I did, it would not sound exciting to you. You know what I mean? Because everybody wants that gimmicky wealth analyzer. Everybody wants that gimmicky five-step program, right? Everybody wants the the secret path to millionaire. You know what I mean? They want all that gimmicky stuff. But what they don't focus on is the other stuff. Yeah. Is the why, is the plan, is the, you know what I mean? Breaking it down to who you are and who you need to become in order to actually achieve those things. Because it doesn't matter how many things, fucking gimmicks you read. If you're not set up for success yourself, then you're never going to achieve it. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and you'll just keep paying more and more and more and more into programs and courses and, and coaching programs, thinking that they have this, this, the answer, the script, the, 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 you know, the, the analyzer. Yeah. When it's really, it comes down to you. So we focus on you and developing you first and then focus on the strategies. Strategies are easy, but it's, it's so hard to explain something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to be 
to be patient to go through that process as well. Like even just in a weekend, like at the cabin <clears throat> retreat where it's a weekend, um, you know, like we, we don't get into the like how until a couple hours Late. before Sunday before we're leaving. And so that whole weekend, it's like, okay, like how long are we going to talk about like who we are and what we want? You know what I mean? Like it, even just in a short period of time over a weekend, it's hard to be patient to get yeah. to the how. Never mind, like, you know, outside of a weekend like that, people, you know, will maybe only want to spend like an hour trying to, you know, figure that out. And then they get I'll cut or maybe not at all. And then yeah. just like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to get this? How am I going to buy a rental property? <clears throat> what, you know, like dig into the the numbers and like all that kind the of stuff. And strategy but and stuff like, that. like the, the why and the who you are and who you want to become and what you want out of life is like just totally forgotten. Yeah. And usually it's just like, oh, well, my why is my family. I'm doing this for my family. Okay. So these numbers, how does this work? How do I get the, how do I get the mortgage? How do I get the financing? How do I like, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like people just, it's like, oh, that's easy. I'm, I'm just doing it for my family. And then they try to like get into it. They're that's impatient. not going to be successful. There's, there's this, there's this weird balance. There's this sweet spot of, of patience and drive. And for the most part, you know, from what you hear from me on the, on the morning show is just drive, grit, go, stop making excuses. It's because I don't have the opportunity to really dive deep into who you are and why you're doing it. I can't. I can't. I can't do that one-on-one -on -one experience with you <clears throat> through the morning show. But, you know, if that's what you're struggling with, you know what I mean? Like if, if you're getting every question answered every morning and you seem to have all the tactics, but you keep saying this, you keep saying um, I just can't seem to pull the trigger. I just can't seem to step outside of my comfort zone. I just feel like there's, there's still something that I'm missing. You feel like there's a boogeyman, mm -hmm. you know, hiding underneath the bed. Um, it's because your why isn't strong enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we used this, uh, this, this, um, this analogy a long time ago on the podcast, but like, you keep thinking that the boogeyman is, you know, underneath the bed, but you really got to pee in the middle of the night. So do you stay in bed and, and do you pee the bed? Or do you just run and just hope for the best and get to the bathroom? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If the why is strong enough, if you're going to pee the bed, you better get the fuck out of bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If the why is strong enough, then you'll do it. But you really got to understand yourself first. You got to understand what you truly do want. You got to understand. Well, let's let's use the example of you know this past Friday and Saturday we put out a a, a training session in our master's um, Facebook group about the five elements of fulfillment. Yeah, that is literally like forty percent of our cabinet retreat. Forty percent of it. Yeah. Legit. Digging deep into it. Yeah. We gave that away for free. Okay. If you if you really listened to it and you made notes and and you dug deep into it. Like that's extremely valuable. Now what mm -hmm. we do at the cabinetry and what we do in the mentorship program is we go deeper. Yeah. Significantly deeper. Once we establish that, then we start reverse engineering everything. So in a very long winded way uh, of saying it, what I came to the conclusion of, because like, how, how, again, how do you advertise something like that? How do you advertise? We're going to develop your why we're going to build a roadmap and you're going to, you're find your path to success. Yeah. You're going to become your best self. You're going to be at peak state at all times because Easy. you understand all of your elements of fulfillment. I, that does not sell shit. <laughs> I, I'm not an idiot. What I came to terms with is that, you know, everybody else can go and they can do their, their, their aggressive marketing through newsletters and DMS and stuff like that. If you fall sucker to it, then that's, that's, that's on you. And life is full of decisions. You get to make decisions. I've determined that the right people will find us. Mm -hmm. and that's not like me at all <laughs> that is not like me but i've you know what i've i've but i've but i've i've seen moments of you know what i mean i don't know if grace is the right word but like the just out of nowhere the right people will, will reach out to us and say you know what i'm ready i'm ready to take it to the next level and i'm like i knew you were i knew you were and i'm glad you found it yeah right yeah the right the right people will find our mentorship program because they're they're because they're right for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're not going to cold message people telling them if they need it. <laughs> no, no. If you ever do see me cold message, that just means I just got desperate. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here. Yeah. If you ever, if you ever get private DMs from me about the mentorship program, it's just because I got desperate. It's because I was, I was impatient. It may happen one day. It may not. Who knows? But we got an amazing mentorship group already. Yeah. Um, we're extremely happy about it. Um, yeah. If you got any questions about that, you can go to reimasters.ca. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> foreclosures yeah we can talk about foreclosures let's do it do you want me to read jeremy's question uh yeah i'm gonna scroll back to it actually here um okay. i'm gonna re read it for the listeners yes please okay so jeremy asks when buying a foreclosure is there a difference between buying from a bank and buying from a default <laughs> insurance company all the properties i viewed yesterday were owned by sagan default insurance formerly Genworth? That's a great question because to be completely honest, Jeremy, I've never seen a property owned by uh, an insurance an insurance company. I've only seen them owned by the bank or the court, the bank or it's um, it's through the court. So not, not, not sure what I can say on that. I mean, have you done any research on that? If you have, you know, please put in the comments uh, below. Yeah. Are uh, you asking like legitimately asking or do you know the answer? <laughs> well, I, well, I know the difference between bank and court. Um, if it's not, it's not court owned, but it's like, I can't think of the term. It's going through the court proceeding. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, I, 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 and, and to be honest, this is one of those areas that I'm not a hundred, like, I have a lot of um, experience in, in education and foreclosures, but I never quite made it through. And that, and that's just for my own personal business. I, I had to do a lot of research on foreclosures, um, but I understand it for my business. I don't quite understand it for other mortgage lenders on when it's um, when it is bank owned and when it is you know through the court. Perhaps it might mean when someone hands back the keys, you know, then it's bank owned. And if it's going through foreclosure proceedings and it's like, um, it gets to that point, then it's, it's the court's responsibility to determine what to sell it for, what the, um, what the, what they'll accept. Well, would know. it also be a matter of whether it was in an insured mortgage though? Because See, there's probably stages of like, um, actually who was just telling me something about um like oh my god somebody i just had a conversation with somebody or a group of people about the like when you owe money like who's first in line second in line third in line and it was like the cra was first and then like all these different steps and i mm -hmm. wonder if it like goes first through like the insurance company if it's an insured mortgage then through the bank then through the we pay for insurance. So if you're, yeah. if you're, if you're buying a property with less than 20% down, you're required in Canada to get insurance on it. Yeah. That insurance premium gets tacked onto your mortgage. So say for example, you're buying a primary residence and, and you're doing less than 20% down. So you're doing 5% down. You pay a fee of mm -hmm. whatever three or 3.5% that gets tacked on your mortgage. So it's an insurance premium. You pay for insurance and that insurance should cover the lender. Who's, who's first payee for that insurance? Is it you or the lender? It's probably the lender being covered first. Yeah. So the fact, the fact that it would go back to the, to the insurance company makes zero sense to me. They're an insurance company. Unless, of course, he says it's Sagan, which is formerly Genworth. So I don't think that they, that they offer mortgage products where they would, where they would uh, if someone defaulted on a loan, that they, they would take possession of that property back. Again, unless Jeremy, unless you've got the answer for that one, I'm not 100% sure. I can I can work on getting a, a foreclosure lawyer on the podcast, but I he, mean, but I can talk about the difference in a second here. Yeah. So um, he just stated, I'm, I might sneeze. I just have a random sneeze coming on. Okay. okay. There, it went away. Um, Let me know and I'll mute. He said, I'm learning when they take it over. It's because there is so little equity that they are not likely to negotiate. They sell appliances and... Um, I think there's a typo to pay for holding costs. Attachments, probably attachments, any attachments, you know, appliances, um, 
uh, any leftover materials inside. Shed, yeah. like stuff yeah, that can that be moved. Yeah. Um, and he yeah, says, I don't actually have the answer for this one. So <clears throat> it was a legitimate question. I, and go ahead. yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, and, and um, Courtney also said that that conversation was at the cabin retreat with Cheryl, um, mortgage broker Cheryl Wilkes, about um, the order in which people get paid in, in foreclosures and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, so the question is, is there a difference, right? Um, if it is owned by an insurance company, I, I assume it would be the same as if it was owned by a bank where you are dealing directly with them. Um, so, you know, you would submit your offer, the, the, the seller would, would receive your offer and, and encounter, you know what I mean? They would negotiate with you. Um, I prefer excluding insurance companies because I don't, I don't know anything about them. I've never experienced them, but I prefer bank owned properties as opposed to um, ones that have to go through uh, court for the foreclosure. foreclosure. Um, anytime it has to go through court, it's like, it takes weeks. weeks. And there's no negotiation. It's just like they accept whichever one's the best. You submit your offer, that is all. And you'll wait back for a few weeks to see if it's been approved mm -hmm. or it's been accepted. Um, when you negotiate with a bank, it's a little bit different. I mean, the bank is just trying to, to mitigate their losses, right? They're just trying to cover their losses as much as possible. Um, so I, I feel like as long as there's a little bit of equity in the property, I've gotten some pretty decent deals with, with buying bank foreclosed properties or yeah. bank owned properties. Um, they just want to be done with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It sounds like in this case, though, from what he's he's learned is because there's no equity and they're literally selling off appliances and stuff <clears> that if if that if this is true, Jeremy, what you're finding out that that probably means like the price they're listing is like the price you need to pay, yeah. like take it or leave it type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's probably in that situation, no room for negotiation or for lowballing or, you know, <clears> any of that. Um, I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole, but um but that Rutherford property that we used to have, um, that one's going through foreclosure right now. We're kind of involved in it. We're not involved in the foreclosure. No, it's not our. Yeah. <laughs> it's not our property. That, it's 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 a complicated agreement for sale deal that that just went completely sideways. I'm not trying to scare you on that kind of stuff, but um, one day when we got a little more time and a full hour, we can kind of go through it in detail. But um, our AFS seller is going through um, is in default and is going through foreclosure. Um, because we have power of attorney, we've been getting all the, the, the correspondence, yeah. the correspondence. So, um, we've been heavily kind of involved, um, in all of that. And I'm learning about, you know, how that, how that, how it all progresses. So, um, I, I'm literally right in the middle of it. So I'll kind of see, you know, how, how it proceeds and I'll see where it goes to, and I'll see who lists it for sale and everything else and how they determine it. Um, and if I get any good, valuable information, I'll share that with you. Um, now, I will say that unless there's some value in this, in, um, in, in, I guess, like information or intel as to how they price it and how much you can negotiate on it. I mean, this is all just kind of noise. This is stuff that you never have to worry about. You know what I mean? You should be focusing on just finding the deal and putting in the offers. Now, if you can get some intel as to who the seller is and their motivations and, and you know, what their bottom line is, that's valuable. But otherwise... You know, I think that we should be focusing on the, the, the items that, you know, that you need to know in order to take action today. Right. Mm -hmm. Was there any, was there a follow-up question to this shortly after? I feel like it was on Jeremy's foreclosure. Yeah. Topic, uh, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You got okay. it. How do you even buy a foreclosure? You know what I mean? This is, this is the type of question that I, that I like to answer because if this is something that you're, um, if you're genuine, like seriously interested in, you know, we can answer this. Um, how do you even buy, how do you even buy a foreclosure? Are they listed on MLS like at any other property? Yes. Yeah. They get, um, they get listed on MLS. You will see, um, the seller as like the court of Queens bench, or you'll see the seller as the, um, uh, as the bank like RBC or you don't see, you don't see that until an offer until your an realtor offer. is yeah. writing an offer and you find out who the seller is. It's not like it's listed mm -hmm. on MLS as a foreclosure. It's just listed normally, but you can normally tell like the descriptions are very simple. It's usually like as is, where is, yeah. and like that sort of thing. Um, so you, you might, you might get an idea that it could be possibly a foreclosure, but then yeah, once you go to submit the offer and the realtor mm -hmm. says who the seller is, that's when you find out. 
Yeah, yeah. If, if it's bank, oh, sorry, if it's if it's going through the court, they'll have you attach a, a certain schedule as well. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's a schedule specifically for like the, the foreclosure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, our foreclosures as... Um, As good as they are in the states, right, where you can get these amazing deals, absolutely not. There's laws in Canada that kind of prevent um, banks uh, from doing a fire sale. Um, I've learned that um, you have a—I don't know if fiduciary right is the right word—but you have you have a responsibility to try and get as much as possible, so that your clients, the 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 person who is in default, the mortgage holder. Um, that they get some of their equity back. So say, for example, it's a $400,000 house and there's um, a $300,000 mortgage and the, the, the mortgage um, holder is in default. They can't make their payments anymore. They have $100,000 worth of equity. Now, a bank, if they wanted to be done with it really fast, they could just sell it for $300,000. They get their $300,000 that's owed to them and it's done. Right? And someone, one of us got an amazing deal you know what I mean? However, what about that mortgage holder who was in default? You know what I mean? What happens to all their $100,000 worth of equity? Well, because the bank took possession of the property back and they sold it for what was owed to them. That's not very fair. So there are laws in place that prevent that from happening. Uh, an appraisal is done and then they have to show that they that they did their best to try and um, get the most amount of money possible. Because if they sell it for three fifty. Um, and that means that after the $300,000 is paid back to the mortgage lender who was owed the money, um, the extra $50,000 goes back to the, the mortgage holder. That's their equity. They're entitled to it. Um, so again, that's kind of why we don't see these, you know, these properties that are like pennies on the dollar. Um, just because there are laws in Canada that kind of prevent that from happening compared to the States. Um, it's crazy actually that the, um, the stuff that you can do in the States, so it's, it's no wonder that everybody's jumping over the border to, to go invest over there. It's, it's fucking <laughs> nuts. Um, but anyways, but yeah, that's, uh, you'll, you'll find foreclosures. Like Gabby said, you'll see the typical as is, where is, um, very, very basic. Sometimes you'll see one or two pictures from the outside. Um, you won't see many yeah. pictures from the inside. And like those realtors that are listing them aren't getting like full traditional commissions either. Like they usually have agreements with either the courts or the whatever, the banks that they'll list their foreclosure properties. And just it's very minimal. Like, they, yeah, they don't go and do incredible pictures with virtual staging and lavish write-ups. Like they're just very plain. And um, first, I just wanted to say... Um, Welcome to Debbie, who's joining us for her first time live. She needed a new routine. She's been listening um, to the recordings up until today. So That's welcome. Awesome. Um, but she I also fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that like people are building new routines around this. And yeah. I, I try and make it as entertaining as possible so that you're not just listening to like, okay, today we're going to be talking about how to find a tenant buyer. <laughs> like I, tr- I try and make it as... I, I, you know what I'll do? I'll add some fart noises into the uh, into the sound effects. Yeah, and every once in a while, like just you aren't expecting it, and there's just like, get the fuck out of bed in your ear, and it scares the shit out of me. I jump on my end. I didn't see it coming. You probably jump on your end. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I wanted to create a morning show for investors, and I love it. It's it's and I'm, I'm so glad that everybody is. Is waking up in the morning with your favorite hosts. Anyways, where I was going with that, I just wanted to oh, quickly say welcome, hi, Debbie. Debbie. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> but um, she says here, so realtors don't have to legally list that it's a foreclosure until you make an offer. Mm. And like, I, I actually like just full transparency have no clue what they're obligated to and to and not to do. But I know that like when we found foreclosures on the MLS, we didn't know that it was bank owned or or going through the courts. Until if you go and view it, there's usually a notice on the door. That's a really good 
telltale sign. <laughs> yeah, they'll have a notice that it's being managed by a property management company. Yeah. Normally taped up with painter's tape. It's like the exact yeah. same every single time. Yeah. So like that's, you know, clue number one, but also uh, like... Toilets. Toilets being strapped down, uh, yeah. saying that the water is off. Utilities a, are off. A, they'll have yeah. a strip of painter's tape. <laughs> Utilities are off. That's just like, that's yeah. how you know it's a foreclosure. Yeah. Um, but then like, yeah, like, uh, and of course, like, if your realtor was to call the selling realtor and ask some questions, I don't think that they're like, won't mention it unless you're ready to submit an offer. Like mm -hmm. if that's what you were wondering, it's not like they can't disclose it until you submit a formal offer. It's not like that. Like it's just, that's, it's not posted in the ad, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Okay. I wish foreclosures were better. Like, I wish we could get some better deals. But then again, God, I always, I always struggle with this. Being a real estate investor is kind of funny. Um, I had this conversation with a couple of people a little while back. And then, like, I think the light bulb came on for them, too. And they, they just kind of, I could just kind of see their emotions, like their whole paradigm shift just on their face. It was really weird. Um, but I always kind of feel bad about this because like, again, perspective, when you think about like, I really want to get a really good deal. Um, somebody else is losing. Mm -hmm. Someone else has to lose on the other side. You know what I mean? It's not like you, 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 you know, you've been mining all afternoon and you found a big chunk of gold and you earned it. You know what I mean? And no one else lost. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not like you've been fishing all afternoon. And you caught a fish. I mean, I mean, a fish lost its life, but um, <laughs> I mean, so, so, some baby fish is so just swimming around trying to, find, trying to find her parents. Okay. Okay, stop. I'm pretty sure that's Finding Nemo. Never watched it, but I'm pretty sure that's how Finding Nemo started. Okay, you know nothing about Finding Nemo. The damn fish has. Okay. Anyways, carry on. I'm pretty sure that's how Finding Nemo should have been written. <laughs> I'm sure to, okay, sequel coming. Um, <laughs> I had to make light of this whole situation. I'm sorry. Um, but whenever you want to find a deal, like, and you, like someone is losing on the other end. In that example, someone has a $400,000 house and they have a mortgage on it for $300,000. you are trying to grind them down on the money that is being paid to them. You're trying to grind them down on their equity, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we, we, we always say we're looking for desperate or motivated sellers. I hate the word desperate because that's, yeah, that's, that's, th that's why I hate the word desperate. I look for motivated sellers Yeah. because as soon as I hear desperate seller, I think like Wayne Hillier, you piece of shit. Yeah. That person needs that money. Mm -hmm. And here you are, you're like grinding them down and you're taking advantage of the situation that they're going through in their life, which is probably the hardest moment they've ever been in. Also, you can make a couple extra thousand dollars. I wonder how many people are going to quit real estate investing today. <laughs> <clears throat> For real. For real. This, like, this, it's an interesting spot to be in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You want to make money. Um, but at the same time, you know, you also want to be a good person too. It's, 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 it's a, it's a big reason why I structured our business the way that I did early on. You know, when we started, you know, getting into creative um, investing strategies, I did not like it at first because, and this wasn't Barry. Um, this wasn't Barry that was teaching and he wasn't saying these words. But when I started hearing desperate sellers and I started putting it all together, I'm like. Didn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. Mm -hmm. Doesn't feel good at all. It feels like that that those words feel like you're taking advantage of someone in a desperate situation. Like mm -hmm. that's what those words mean. Yeah. That someone in a desperate situation is being taken advantage of. So it's about, um, you know, cha change the wording and, and look at it at how you can help people in those situations. Yeah. Well, we built our whole agreement for sale business around that is helping people as opposed to, as opposed to taking advantage of distressed or desperate sellers. Mm -hmm. um, like even in these, these bank owned foreclosures, um, I, I, I don't hide from the fact 
that someone on the other end is being foreclosed on and I am negotiating with a bank to get the best deal, but I know that I'm chewing up someone's equity. I'm taking someone's equity. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's business, yeah. right? That is business. And that's all about being an entrepreneur. You know, you buy something for a dollar and you sell it for 20, right? You could sell it for a dollar, but you wouldn't make any money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, sell or be sold. And you want to make as much money as possible, but you also want to be fair. It's, 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 it's a becoming a, a business owner, an entrepreneur. Um, it's been a bit of a mind shift because I was, I was always an employee. I was always a consumer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never looked at it from this perspective, but I think it's important to, um, not trying to make everyone feel like a big bag of shit today. Um, happy Thursday. What I'm trying to do is give everyone a little bit of perspective because I think that there are ways to build businesses where you can help people and be fair and, and, and not just take advantage of people mm -hmm. and not just, you know, what you have, I want, you know what I mean? Take what everyone else has and be like, become a winner. And that's, that's entrepreneurs too. It, it's an athletes. You gotta, you gotta fight. You gotta win. You know what I mean? It's a game, this whole thing. I'm going to win. And I'm going to make the most amount of money. I'm going to buy apartment buildings. But just keep in mind that there are people, and this is capitalism. It's it's capitalism 101. Welcome to class. Um, you know, someone has to lose. Someone needs to be capitalized on. Right? And you're going to capitalize on someone's weaknesses. You're going to be capitalizing on someone's uh, situations or circumstances uh, so that you can have more. There is a finite amount. Well, okay, this is, this is a debatable topic because money is being printed like, <laughs> but um there's a finite amount you know you know let's let's pretend we're playing monopoly there's a certain amount of money in the bank and you're trying to get all of it mm -hmm. right you're trying to be the winner and in life someone needs to lose typically that's your brother or sister on the other side of the table who's thrown a fit and thrown the pieces across the room but in real life it's it's someone else yeah right i had i kind of had this conversation with a couple other investors and like i told you I just saw their face shift. Yeah. I just saw their paradigm shift and I could see all of the, the whole, the whole experience happening on their face. It was like the weirdest thing ever. And, you know, I, I tried to assure them, Hey, Hey, just, just perspective. I'm just, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to push you away from this, but perspective is important. Um, you know, those are nice shoes, but somebody suffered for, for them making them and over in, some foreign country. Okay. Don't, don't, you can't hide from that. Mm -hmm. All right. Someone is <laughs> all of the luxuries that we have. Somebody suffered. Somebody, somebody had to pay, you know, get paid pennies, pennies an hour in order to make those really nice, those nice shoes for you. So, um, and, and I, I find myself kind of um, hiding in that sometimes where, um, you know, I, I will buy a property through, you know, a bank, you know, and just like, okay, I'm, I'm buying it from the bank. The bank's got lots of money. And, it's, and I try not to think about it. You know what I mean? I try to, I try to hide the fact that, you know, someone else is on the other side of it is who's losing. Cause otherwise it, it would kind of de debilitate me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This goes back to having a really, really good idea of who you are first in really getting clear on why it is that you're doing it, who you are, what you're doing it for, and starting there, and then building your business after the fact, reverse engineer, because these are one of those things that you should be considering. You start with the why, you start with why you're doing it, what you have and everything else, and the life that you want. And then when you reverse engineer and you build your business around it, you should be thinking about, okay, at what cost? Right? At what cost? at the cost of missing, you know, um, all of my daughter's dance recitals at the cost of missing soccer games at the cost of, um, being away a few weeks a year at the cost of jeopardizing all my relationships with my best friends. Because, you know, we tell you, go talk to everybody. If your why is strong enough and, and you really want it bad enough, go talk to all your friends and family and get them to invest with you. 
don't take no for an answer, right? And some of those relationships as you grow will go away. You will not talk to those people anymore because you outgrow them because you, because they don't like you anymore. But we always say that if this is so important to you, then do it because they're not that important. They are not in your dream, right? Be selfish. But if you're not prepared to never talk to or be friends with those people, if you're not prepared to never go to a hockey game ever again or to, um, that, that's a decision that you need to make. Is it worth it, right? And then throughout that as well, is it worth it that, you know, someone else is going to lose? Do I want to be a wholesaler and just like basically look at all of these sellers as prey because they're all in horrible situations and I'm going to get the best fucking deal possible. This person, they're about, they're about to miss their second mortgage payment. I, oh yeah, this person's, this person's desperate. I'll be able to get a good deal. I just got to find out how much they owe and I'll figure out the bottom line and I'll get it. Right. That's, that's a lot of wholesalers. Um, not the ones we know, not the ones that we know. Most of the <laughs> ones that we know, like they, Helping Sakai is a great the, example. Yeah. Sakai, I've got a great story Human about Sakai. Encounter. Great story about Sakai where he helped a seller um, out near Calgary um, and getting him what he wanted, right? Um, even just this property that we bought in Notwell was a, was a similar story where someone just really needed out. And and uh, Emmanuel, uh, who, who wholesaled that deal to, us, deal to us, he, I watched him. I watched him in action helping the seller out of the situation and got him exactly what he needed and also got us a good deal. It was Mm -hmm. Mm win-win. So you can do it with win-win. But again, if you have to figure out from the beginning and then reverse engineer as to at what cost and then determine, you know, what your, I guess I'm not loss of words today, but you need to really determine, you know, how far you're willing to go. And, and what your rules are. You know what I mean? You need to establish yeah. the model or the plan for this business. And if you're not comfortable with that, then you need to build a business that you are comfortable with. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Am I making sense? Mm-hmm. Um, when you establish all these things initially from the beginning, uh, it makes your day-to-day decisions significantly easier. And that's the key yeah. right there. The you know who why- you are. You know what the plan is. You know what the model is you have a template, you have rules, you have a a manual, you know what I mean? If you start with the beginning, and then you work your way back, so you begin with the end in mind, sorry, and you work your way back, you have established your rules, you've established the decisions before you've made them. Mm -hmm. So as then, then it's just implementation, right? Yeah. Once you have all that, you just implement, you go and you take action, no excuses, no delays, you just go and you've already made the decisions ahead of time as to why you're doing them and why they're important to you and what your rules are, right? And then you don't get stuck day to day trying to figure out, should I do this? Should I not do this? I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. No, you've already made those decisions. You got to come up with a plan first. Yeah. Right? That fits your morals. That fits your values. This is all based off your values as well, right? It's not just determining what strategy I want to use that will get me to $10,000 a month the quickest. Got to make sure that you have, you've also added in your values, your core values to ensure that, again, at what cost, right? At the cost of my values? Do I want to get rich off of, you know, flipping sneakers where, where little kids were making them for pennies and a dollar, right? And if that's if that's what you want, then that's your decision. You live with that. You made a decision, but... You know, like I'll use the example of our agreement for sale business before when we used to do it. Um, it was the exact same thing. I, I wanted to grow. I wanted to build equity. I wanted to build our business so that we can uh, leverage that to get to our dreams and goals. But I wasn't going to do it at the cost of somebody else losing. Mm-hmm. It had to be win-win. Mm-hmm. Right. And we made that decision and we were very successful at it because we started with the end yeah. and we worked our way backwards. thought this was important to share today because we're kind of on that topic on foreclosures, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Instantly, when you think foreclosures, you think I'm going to get a good deal because bigger pockets said it or becomes some guy in a podcast said it. You know, you can get some amazing deals, pennies in the dollar, right? Just just be conscious of that just to make sure that, again, it's not affecting your, your core values. Um, someone is always losing. But, you know, right back to the beginning of the podcast when we were talking about mentorship and, and building a plan and all these 
things that I said would never sound sexy. You know what I mean? When we try and advertise, you know, a, a mentorship program or a cabinetry program that's that's all about like finding your why and reverse engineering and building a, a business model and a roadmap to getting you to success. Those are the things that we focus on that are not sexy, but they're actually the most important. Yeah. The most important. Because knowing yourself and establishing the rules and the roadmap ahead of time will make sure that when you are on your journey every day, when you are implementing it, that you will not be slowed down by stupid little insecurities, stupid little micro decisions that that will that'll just clog you up and and that'll hold you back. Sounds like a pretty good spot to end the show today. Um, I'm going to check on these comments that I've missed over the last 20 minutes. I will write them down and we will answer them tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.